Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group, you can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. Art McPherson, this is something that you brought up that is worth mentioning. There's a website called Seeking Alpha, and the article said that most financial plans are set to fail miserably over the next decade. All right, if you're coming up on retirement, that can be a little concerning. But my question is, do you think that is an accurate statement that most financial plans are set to fail over the next decade? And can you talk about how we can make sure that doesn't happen to us? Sure. So there's a lot of financial plans. You know, when we first see a client or a you know a potential client coming 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 to the doors. Um, they have a kind of a plan in place and their plan currently is, Hey, I'm going to be 60% stock, 40% bonds. And, um, we're just going to let it ride. Well, by letting it ride, you're taking all the big dips within the market. So you took the COVID dip, you took the subprime mortgage dip, you took the big, you know, tech bubble dip. Um, that's how financial plans fail in retirement is too much volatility. So when you're pulling money out in retirement for income, and your portfolio is down 30% because of the coronavirus, it's going to be hard for you to sell something at that bottom to get your monthly income. So you need a plan in place. You need something that says, hey, I know these events are happening. I don't know when they're happening. I don't know why or where they come from. But over my retirement, there may be five or six of them. So you need to have different buckets of assets set aside that says, hey, if the market takes a big dip or a correction, because it will, I'm taking my income from this bucket. If the market's good, I'm taking it from this bucket. So you need to have a plan in place. And that's why most financial plans are set up to fail because they don't incorporate the things that we do here at McPherson Financial Group to give you those different buckets of assets. Okay, I need you to educate me a little bit because we've done this before where we talk about buzzwords you hear in retirement and portfolio planning. I want you to define these terms or these phrases to me in the most simplistic way. So what is risk tolerance? That is how much risk Mark is willing to lose in his dollars. So let's say your risk tolerance mean you can have a numerical value to it, but we always call it kind of like what's your max drawdown risk. So when Mm -hmm. you look at your portfolio, Mark, can you be are you willing to lose 35 percent in your portfolio? Because that's what happened to the market during covid. You might be like, yeah, that's I can do that. You know, if it's a short term situation. But then if I say, can you afford one hundred thousand to turn into sixty five thousand? That's a thirty five percent correction. Are you okay with that? Or can you afford to lose thirty five thousand for every hundred thousand? All of a sudden you become it becomes very real. So sometimes the percentage doesn't sound too bad until you put real numbers to it. So a lot of times that's what we do is we try to give you both sides of the equation. So here's the percentage loss. You said you could handle a 10% correction, but on $2 million, that 10% correction was 200,000. Are you still okay with that? Mm -hmm. And then it gets a little more real at that point. Okay, Luke, how about this one? A tax deferred retirement account. We hear that a lot. Define it for me. A tax deferred retirement account is something like your 401k, your IRA, where you don't pay the taxes on it currently. So if you buy or sell in the account, there's no taxable event. But when you take money out at retirement or say before retirement, essentially whenever you take money out of a tax deferred account, it's taxed to you at ordinary income. So you're kicking the can down the road, waiting on the government to raise taxes. Sorry, I added that in. <laughs> well, the the general premise has always been take the deduction while you're at your highest earning years. Mm-hmm. So that way you're kicking the can so that when you start withdrawing, you're in a lower bracket. But 
Luke's point is we're not sure that's going to be the case because the government has spent so much money. They're under so much pressure to raise taxes. There's a high probability you're going to be paying a higher amount in taxes in the future, not a lower amount. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've got one more for you. And this is thrown around a lot. And we've said it before on the Art of Money radio show, but diversification, what is that? That is making sure not all your eggs are in one basket. You know how grandma's already told you that? All the time. There you go. So all that means is you don't have every part of your portfolio is not in the same asset class. So you break up even growth money, you know, so your growth money is just not all in mega caps. You know, you're in mid caps, small caps, value funds, you name it, you're spread or you're spreading your risk around. So if one segment of the market is underperforming another segment, you still have pieces across the board. So you're trying to diversify the risk and over time that typically will give you a similar type performance as if you just put it all in one area, but cut your volatility in half. So the magic is, you know, trying to minimize that volatility by that diversification of your portfolio. And Art, what if I were to call you, and this does happen to people, what if I did inherit, let's just throw it out there, a million dollars. I got a million dollar inheritance left to me by, you know, a father or a wealthy uncle or something. And I were to call you and say, okay, Art, what's the first thing I need to do right now? What would you say? Call us immediately. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't, the stats are very scary, Mark. Mm -hmm. 18 months on average, that money will be gone. Is it because taxes or the government or because I go crazy or because I find so many cousins I didn't know I have that have their hand out? Because you don't know how hard it is to earn that. So you didn't go through the process of saving that money. And it's kind of what we call windfall money. You know, whether it's an inheritance or the lotto, it doesn't matter. You just don't have that same respect for it and how hard it is to save and earn it. So if you get help from us, you can realize how powerful that money can be for your life. It can be a life-changing event for you, but it can either be a life-changing event where you pay stuff off, you you know pay your house mortgage off, you do things like that. But literally in 18 months, the average person that has windfall funds like that they are gone without any financial help. So you need to get some help on that. And then you have that money for the rest of your life and we can make it powerful and you can see the power of it. Yes, definitely get some help, Mark, in that scenario. Because if you take the million dollars, right, and you go buy a new house for 500,000, okay, now you're down to 500,000, okay. right? But maybe you want a new truck, call it, I mean, 75, you know, 50 to 75,000. Maybe sure. you want two of them, you know, your wife wants one, you want one, now you're down to 400,000. You took a million bucks, you bought a house and two cars, and now you're down 60%, and now you have $400,000 nest egg. Well, I think if you were able to spend that that quickly and feel that rush of having something new, it's going to continue. Um, and that's what we've seen. I, I've seen inheritances of you know $12 million go to 5 or $6 million, and I've flown across the country to try to slow them down. Um, <laughs> so it just, you know, if you put things in a plan and a graphically show somebody how quickly they're spending their money and mm-hmm. where it's going— it's a, it's the shock factor of, wow, you're right. I am going to blow through all this money. Yeah, I may have some cars, some toys, some homes, but it's you know it's going to be gone in 18 months potentially. So yeah, be careful, get help. And get- what a lot of people forget, Mark, is you know if you bought two vehicles like Luke was saying there, in five years to 10 years, they're worth what five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So you took a yeah. hundred grand and turned it into ten. So you just lost $90,000 by doing that, where we could turn around, take that million, 
and that million could provide $50,000 of extra income that year, which is roughly 4,000 plus a month, you could easily buy a house with a couple thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. You could easily buy the two vehicles for the extra money out of your income and you haven't even touched your principal. So you could still have the two new cars, still have the new house. Now, of course you have a mortgage, but the money you didn't touch your principal and that became powerful for you and your family. So you could still get the same things, but you still have a payment, but your money, the interest of your money is making those payments for you. So it increases that wealth effect for you and your family without having to destroy the actual golden goose, you know, that's laying the eggs for you. Yeah. And how many times do you hear the stories about people who I won the lottery and now I'm living on Skid Row? But We've actually got a couple clients like that. I mean, not on Skid Row, but uh, won the lottery and then went through all the money before they became a client of ours. And then we actually captured whatever they had that was left and have helped them accumulate from that point. But yeah, by the time we found them, um, they had almost burnt through all the money, all the resources. It's, it's just crazy. Yeah, so but we see it. Art, at least they called you. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I feel bad for them, but at least you were able to catch it at the end before they were completely broke. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Gentlemen, I want you to hear a piece of audio here. So we spent a lot of time thinking about taxes and how much taxes we pay. We hit the streets again and we asked one of our listeners, how much do you really think about your taxes? I do think about taxes a lot. I mean, uh, you know, every time I get my paycheck, I do see a significant amount being pulled out from the government. So I worry when I don't have income coming in, what share they'll steal from me. <laughs> well, there was a survey by a CPA group said nearly half of Americans have no clue how much tax is being withheld from their paychecks. Is this something that you see when folks start putting together that retirement plan? It is very common. You know, we look at kind of your, your gross salary versus your net take home, and it's drastically different. Now, there's a lot more than just taxes coming out of your paychecks. But when you look at that and say, okay, you know, I'm taking home 40, 50% of what I'm really making, you may not need to have that same salary in retirement, right? Because you can live off of less because that's all you're really seeing. So, you know, a lot of people don't look at it, don't think about it. You know, I think it got a little complicated with, with the Trump tax reform when it came down to, you know, filling out your W-4, you know, your exemptions, your allowances, you know, how much money to withhold on your paycheck. I think that needs to be revamped and say, hey, if I'm in the 22% bracket, just withhold 22%. Don't make me make up the number of Mm -hmm. exemptions. All those numbers and all that, that big form you have to fill out, that confuses a lot of people. And, you know, we see that even in retirement mode when you're, when you're pulling money out of a portfolio, we have that conversation say, okay, this is ordinary income tax. This is your tax bracket, but this is your effective tax rate. So we should withhold that amount. And a lot of people aren't up to speed on what that really means. You could be in the 22% bracket, but your effective tax rate could be 16%, 15%, whatever it may be. So we help a lot with that when it comes to retirees pulling out money of their portfolio. Right, because when you're in an effective tax bracket, the reason Luke says that is there's different bands of tax as that income goes up. You have some of your money is taxed at 10, then some of your money is taxed at 12, then some of your money is taxed at 22, then some of your money is taxed at 24, and on and on and on. So their effective tax is your average tax that you've had to pay for all those blocks of money. Mm -hmm. So that's why it becomes a little cumbersome sometimes. And if you can keep it simple, it makes it a lot easier on people. And our tax code is anything but simple. Gentlemen, I do want to talk about annuities for a second. They can be very tricky. So explain to me, how does an annuity work? You know, what are the risks and what can they do that other investments can't do as we prepare for retirement? Well, one of the good things about an annuity is it can provide some guarantees. 
So you have an insurance company that will give you a contract, and it gives you minimums. It gives you guarantee of principle. You can have a government body that backs up that insurance company in case they ever got financially insolvent. So there's a lot of things that come with annuities that can provide some security. In today's world, when we don't have pensions anymore, and a, and a lot of our clients don't have a pension, you can create that pension part of your income. So if you want to have $100,000 a year of income and you want 40 or 50,000 of that income to be guaranteed no matter what, you know, you don't have to risk it with the market and the fluctuations with the market and interest rates. You can guarantee that income. That's where they have a very strong fit. We have to be careful with annuities as there's a time frame you have to commit to. So it can be anything from one to 10 years is about the most we'll ever go with an annuity contract. Um, But they have them where they go out 15, 20 years. I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff in our industry. But it has to fill a purpose, and then you also have to know there's a string, there's a getcha clause. So if, if you're committing to an annuity, there's a surrender charge, there's a fee, there's something along the line that if you break that prior to your commitment with the insurance company to get those guarantees, they're going to have a getcha clause on it to get out of it. So a lot of times people, it gets a bad word in our industry, annuities, because they don't always know the full compass around, you know, what's the good parts of this program? What are the bad parts of this program? And if all things fall apart and I have to access it, what is what happens to me and what happens to my resources? And before we use an annuity, we make sure our clients know that full spectrum of that. Right. That's a good explanation, Art. I was going to go there as well to kind of simplify things, but that sounded pretty good. So, you know, we always tell our clients or, or before we purchase an annuity for a client, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. And that's kind of what Art just explained. But how we use annuities are for a portion of the portfolio. You know, we always say, hey, if, if you're going to go see your advisor and all they do is annuities, mm-hmm. well, you better believe those annuities are going to sound good while you're there. <laughs> We've had a lot of clients come in with annuities they purchased from somewhere else, and they said, gosh, if I would have just known that, what you just told me, I wouldn't have bought this annuity. So we want to make sure that we educate our clients and let them know, hey, this is why we're using it, but here's what could happen if we need this money? Here's the time frame you need to have this locked up for. But, you know, there's two main type of annuities that we use. You know, there's one with an income rider. That's your guaranteed income. That's your pension. And then there's another type, like a fixed indexed annuity, where, you know, we can live in that 5 to 9% rate of return world without any risk, right? You can't lose money in an annuity. That's why we use them as a portion of the portfolio. If we look back to the coronavirus, you know, bonds... We're down 12 to 15% in March. So your safe haven asset of a bond was down 12 to 15%. Now it came back shortly after because big brother government started buying them and pumping up liquidity in the markets. But your annuity didn't lose any money during that time. Your annuity didn't lose money in 0809. It didn't lose money in 2015. Didn't lose money in 2018. And did not lose money during the coronavirus. So that's why we use them to help with volatility and also the potential to outperform bond. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not 
a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A174725. Today's show has been a work of art. 